would you become if your childhood was filled with anything but love? What if you suffered unspeakable neglect, abuse, and hardship? Who do you think you'd become? Monty Washington proves that you can find your way out of the darkest places and learn how to walk in self-love and self-mastery. Monty is an actor, an activist, a motivational speaker, and a survivor. Let's jump right into my conversation with Monty. Welcome to Season 3 of Conversations with Kathy, the podcast for anyone who's looking for a place filled with honest conversations, tangible takeaways, and new perspectives on life, love, and everything in between. And I'm your host, Kathy Ann Roach. Let's jump right in. So, Monty, I want to thank you so much for agreeing to be my guest on the Conversations with Kathy podcast. I want to tell you that I have followed you for a while, and I think I stumbled upon you on TikTok first. Mm. And your story was just, you know, it was one of your lives, and I really was impacted by the parts of your life that you shared. Finding you on social media, my first thing was, oh my God, this guy is not going to talk to me because he's huge. No, it takes a second. It, 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 it takes a second when, you know, you're constantly busy being pulled in all directions. But, you know, we, we found a way. We found a way. Yes, we did. And, and I, I love how you talk about, you say, we don't look like our story. I know that is your key line. And when people look at you now, being an actor, an activist, a poet, a motivational speaker, all of these things that you do, it's interesting to hear your story, to understand who Monty was before we see, you know, the man we see today. So I would love mm. for you to share a little bit of your, your backstory, your childhood, and some of the things yeah. that you've experienced. Sounds good. Yeah. You know, I just, any negative stereotype associated with like young black men. Loving my dad, my mother was a drug addict. I grew up in foster homes, you know, lived in 12 group homes over the course of three years. So literally a product of the system, or at least I would have been if I didn't make certain choices, as well as being in foster homes. First foster home physically abused me, hospitalized me. Second foster home, a foster mother locked me in a room for 23 hours a day, told me I wasn't shit, called me stupid so many times that I thought it was my name mm. and I went into depression. Naturally, you know, mm. and I tried to commit suicide on two separate occasions. Luckily, I got therapy and counseling. And by the time I got to my last foster home, although things, you know, I got to experience a consistent family dynamic, full transparency. My foster mom, you know, God bless her soul. I know she's struggling with stuff, but she did. She did do some harm on a mental level. You know, every mm -hmm. time I try to raise my confidence, speak well about myself, I would get put down or call cocky or arrogant. So it de I developed a complex even while yeah. into adulthood where it was just like, I was either way too arrogant and cocky to try to compensate for my low self-esteem, or I was a self-sabotager and had imposter syndrome. Yeah. So it was, it was going to college, getting two college degrees, mm -hmm. kind of finding myself, learning that I love acting and the passion. Um, this is why I encourage people to follow their dreams, for instance, to be a black kid from the hood who was in special ed classes until eighth grade to say something like, I'm going to go to college and get two college degrees yeah. and I'm going to start my own speaking business and I'm going to attempt to make a career in the entertainment business, which the last time I checked the statistics, only 2.7% of actors actually make a living off their act. And wow. now to be in a position, yeah, and now to be in a position to say, I live off my acting, I live off my speaking, I run my own business. You know, it's, it's, it's a blessing. 
And I always say that when I'm on tour to people, like based off the way I look, mm-hmm. based off of, you know, the way I carry myself, just looking at somebody, you wouldn't know that they've experienced what they experienced because back to what you said, we don't look like our story. Yeah. And if, if there's, if there's anything I try to, if there's, I don't like to, I don't like to give my beliefs to mm-hmm. other people, everybody, mm-hmm. we believe our own stuff, but if there's yeah. one belief I like to force upon other people, right is this idea that our experiences and our stories form us. Right. They don't. They inform us. If you change the perspective about what you've gone through in life, and instead of saying, wow, my parents were failures, I'm going to be a failure. My dad was alcohol, I'm going to be alcoholic. My mother was this, I'm going to be that. If instead of looking at it as what forms you, you look at it as information. Right. Because that's what I was able to do to reframe it. Yeah. And you look at it like, wow. My experience didn't inform me, inform me. I got information on how not to treat someone. I got right. information on the harms of drugs. I got information on what it's like to come from where I came from and what decisions not to make. So yeah. it's all information. And what, deter- who, what determines who we become is simply what we choose to do with that information. For a lot of people, it's hard. You know, and I'm not, oh, I know you are not saying it's easy at all. It's hard. I've been able to say this like this, but I'm 35 years old. I didn't come to this conclusion until maybe 29, mm-hmm. maybe 30 to where I started on my self-love journey to where I started really adopting these philosophies. It is yeah. hard. It has been a stream of up and down where things are going well, then I self-sabotage. I go back yeah. down. I, fall back into depression. When it comes to taking care of your mental health, when it comes to loving yourself and prioritizing yourself, the simplest analogy I can give is it's like taking a shower. Right. You got to do it every day. Yeah. Because the longer you don't do it, the more you stink, the Mm -hmm. worse you feel, and the less people want to be around you. It's that simple. Yeah. Yeah. I know you talk a lot too about journaling. Now, as a male, again, you said it, when you have these conversations with men, they're not going to, I'm not going to journal, you know, that's what they're thinking. I'm not going to do these things, but these things are extremely important. So how do you encourage men to take a deeper look at their mental health? So this is how I look at it. So my platform, so my motivational speaking, a lot is, you know, motivational, it's inspirational, it's motivation, right? I'm about to go on tour and do my social justice training. I have a program, Which Lives Matter, so I dive more into the anti-racism, bias training stuff. My TikTok platform, this is more personal. I use my TikTok when you found me. It's about self-love and self-mastery, right? Now, I love self-love, but self-love is a very female-dominated space. It's not something that men gravitate towards, but we gravitate towards Mm self-mastery because we want to master ourselves. We want to be the big dog, whatever. So... I try to get men to understand like, okay, instead of me telling you self-love, I need to start with men. I need to start with self-mastery, yeah. men's mental health, right? Mm-hmm. Because men's mental health is not discussed, but yeah. we die from suicide more than any other demographic. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because of the pressures of being a male, but because of all the dangers and let's not even, I'm not even going to act like it's easier to be a male than a female in a male dominated society. I ain't stupid, right? <laughs> but, but that's not to say that men don't experience trouble and have a hard time with their mental health as well. Mm-hmm. So for dudes, I can't just say, yo, I got the self-love situation. Yeah. Like, self-love, man, that's whatever. <laughs> but if I'm like, yeah. you know, I got this personal development, I got this self-mastery, 
because a man should be able to master himself. Yeah. It's like, oh, then I can squeeze in, sneak in self-love. And this yeah. is how you demonstrate. This is how you take it. So for women, for self-love, oftentimes it's a relationship thing. Yeah. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's like women take heartbreak in relationships. Oftentimes I'll take it very personal as a shot at you. We get over it. We get over it a little quicker, right? Mm -hmm. So when I talk about self-love for dudes, it's about, let me talk to you about self-mastery. Let me talk to you about being your best version. Let me talk about you taking care of your mental health because mental health still has mas masculine connotation. Mm -hmm. But for women, self-love, you're more likely to journal, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. you're, you're more likely to want to get into it because women are able to access their emotions more readily. And men, we tend to try to suppress our emotions until we explode and end up shooting everybody or killing somebody yeah. because we've been taught to suppress it and then yeah. it becomes too much. And now we're abusing our wife as opposed to women at an early age, women have been encouraged yes. to express that, to let it out. So with yeah. dudes, I can't say, Hey, you need a journal. I'm like, Hey, you want to get more stuff done? You want to accomplish your goals and dreams? You need to set your day up right. So it's yeah. not journaling to get your emotions. It's like, I need you to journal to clear your head. Yes. Because I have to acknowledge as men, there's a lot of pressure we put on ourselves, a lot of societal pressures to be successful and be this. So it puts mm -hmm. a lot of strain on our mental. So mm -hmm. I approach men like you need to do that in the morning simply to clear your head so you can be the best version of yourself. Whereas women, it's more about you need to clear your head so you can get in touch with yourself. So it's really, it's the same stuff, but you gotta, yeah. you gotta know your audience. You gotta know who you're talking to and in a way how to, how to speak their language. Have you ever explored what held it together for you coming from the type of background that you would have come from some of the challenges every day, day in, day out? Do you know what it is that kept you going, kept you from, like you say, committing suicide that just kept you on track? There's a lot, but if I can break it down as simply as simplified as much as I can for your viewers, having a goal, a why, a vision. Mm. If you wake up every day just to wake up, you're not really living. You're just kind of existing. You're just, you're surviving. Yeah. You're not really living with intention. So for me, the switch I started being made is when I left Phoenix, Arizona, when I left those environments that were like, you know, toxic and not nurturing. And I came to LA where it was, you know, dog eat dog. It's rough out here. Yeah. And I got to a point where I just kept self-sabotaging. I kept having a victim mentality. And I remember vividly, it was this woman, it was a Spanish woman with this little boy. He was about 12 years old in a wheelchair mm -hmm. and this just adorable little girl playing with this nasty Barbie. I'm just like, you just, you know, when you see something dirty, yeah. and I just remember uh, on the train, public transportation, because I was too broke to afford a car and all that. And she asked me for some money and I couldn't help her because I wasn't working at the time. I was doing little survival jobs and I had $20 yeah. left. If it was 10, I would have gave her half, but I only had 20. I was like, if I give her this, I think it was a Wednesday. That's all I had until I got paid my little catering job Friday. Yeah. And I just remember feeling like shit. And I had to, I, I got off the train and I went to a Starbucks and I put my hoodie over my head. And I just cried in public. Yeah. I was just like, I was so overwhelmed. I was like, man, like you went through this. You got two college degrees. You're chasing your dreams. Things ain't working out. And I just felt sorry for myself. And I kind of later on, I went back to the friend's couch I was sleeping on at that time. And I just remember thinking, I'm never going to put myself in a position not to help somebody mm -hmm. or help myself. Mm -hmm. And I started reading self-help books. 
I started getting on YouTube, watching these motivational videos. I started taking walks in the morning. I started reading in the morning. Instead of being mad, I had to take the bus because the public transportation in LA is horrible. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's horrible. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to use that time wisely. So I'm going to use my hour commute to my part-time job, right? Yeah. To read. Yeah. To write. And I just stopped playing a victim because I had a goal. I'm like, I'm in LA because I want to be an actor. Like, I'm foolish enough to think that I can actually do this because it's like, I got nothing to lose. I know where I come from. I come from nothing, but I have nothing to lose. And that goal is what sustained me. And when I started getting into speaking heavily, I was like, you know, I really want to make a living off of it. Because at the time, I wasn't getting gigs. Or if I was, it was a couple hundred dollars. It wasn't enough to yeah. survive, right? Mm -hmm. And having those goals and being clear about what you want and being brave enough to pursue them, it allows you to use no as your vitamin. Every failure is a lesson. It's feedback. But that's every day. That's me waking up, going for a walk, praying, meditating, telling God in the universe what I'm grateful for. That's me writing. That's me reading self-help book after self-help book, going online, watching these inspirational, motivational stuff, trying to surround myself. And it's picking myself up, which we're all capable of. Too often we sit in inaction and we are just like, you know what? My life sucks. My relationship yeah. sucks. The job, this and that. That doesn't solve the problem. Mm -hmm. You don't have to. And this is, this is something that just came to me. I and mean, I think I'm going to keep. <laughs> you don't have to have all the answers to get started. Yeah. You don't. You don't have to know where it's going to end to get started. All you need to know is, I don't like where I'm at. This is extremely uncomfortable. I don't even like who I am. I don't like the way I behave. I don't like the victim mentality. Whatever it is, like, I'm not happy with myself. Yeah. It is something powerful in acknowledging that. Not beating yourself up. But just being like, I don't love the person in the mirror. I don't get up with joy. How can I do that? And once you acknowledge that and you start taking baby steps, like it's everything. It is everything. And it's just, it's, a, it's such a personal thing. That's why I preach self-love. It's like when you begin this journey of loving yourself, there's certain things you want to allow. There's certain things you want to allow other people to do for you. There's certain things you want to allow to steal your peace away. But it's, it's not sexy. There's no, there's no quick way to it. It is years in falling in love with the boredom of consistency. I yeah. wake up, I do my prayer, I do my meditation, I write, I read a book and I keep doing that. And I notice when I don't do that because I get busy in the morning and I don't, I'm a little moodier. Things affect me more than they should. And I realize, oh, even though that routine seems like it's kind of dumb and it's a waste of time, it's like, no, I feel different. When I pray and I meditate and I journal and I read and I wake up with a purpose and I have a goal in mind, it's different. Yeah, because what I hear you saying, it's about reprogramming your mind. Because for yeah. all of these years of growing up and people saying things to you that were negative and telling you you couldn't do this or who do you think Absolutely. you are? And now you are saying, you know what? I need to reprogram my mind. I need to now create a new reality for myself, a new yes. thought pattern. And that in itself takes work. And like you say, you have to be consistent because the negative comes back. The who do you think yes. you are? You really can't do this. Yes. It comes back. So you have to be consistent. So I'm really happy you said that. And you talked a little bit about your, your routine, your morning routine, because most yeah. of us, we get up. We roll over, yeah. pick up the phone, <laughs> yeah. we go on Facebook, yeah. we see somebody died, the news, the bad. We don't take the time for ourselves because we feel that, I don't know, I don't know 
if you could explain why we think we need to just connect in this way, other than separating ourselves to do this thing that it's, you just talked about. It's, it's so to, to back up just a little bit, what you were saying about being consistent. Another part of being consistent is also being compassionate towards yourself. Yeah. Because sometimes when we set new goals and dreams and we want to do stuff and it's not happening or we fail or, you know, we said we weren't going to drink and then we drink again. And we said, we're not going to sleep with an ex and we go back. We get yeah. down on ourselves and we do this cycle, this downward cycle of being ourselves up. No, it's like, you know what? Dang it. Feel it. You know what? That was stupid of me. I don't like that. I'm going to do better next time. Right. And if I can be completely transparent. Okay. This is the first time I've ever said this out loud because now I've removed the shame of it. But like most men used to watch too much porn, right? And, you know, you think it's, un it's not harmful, what? And then once I started doing statistics, once I started doing a little feminist work, because I'm not a feminist, I'm a feminist in training, yeah. right? <laughs> I, am not, I am not the solution, I am right. support. Yeah. I started realizing the spiral that does. And so I was like, no, nah, I can't watch porn, but I built up a habit yeah. of when I'm alone sometimes, whatever, and doing that. And yeah. every now and again, when I slip, it's like, ah, I beat myself. I was like, no, do better. All right, yeah. let's go a couple of weeks. Let's go a couple of months. Mm -hmm. And I know that's an extreme thing, but that's us with writing. That's us with dealing with exes. That's us when we have an addiction. Be yeah. compassionate with yourself. Yeah. Just next time, you know what? I went three days without drinking. Let me go for a week. Oh, let me put you for 10 days. Ah, uh, two weeks. Ah, oh, man, I had drinks with friends. Okay, start all over. But it's yeah. like, and it's just, it becomes a challenge. How can I continue to push it, to push it, to push it? To where it's not second nature. So for yeah. me, I'm at the point now to where it's like, all right, I don't really, I don't, I don't feel the need to watch porn. I know what the harms it is. I know what it does to my brain. I know what it does to my energy. So it's like, it's so far away that it's not a need. Every now and again, I might see something. I'm a male, keep it honest. Yeah. You see something on Instagram. It's like, ooh, wow. Mm -hmm. And then you go into this thing. So you got to know your triggers. Mm -hmm. But that, that, that morning routine, we do it on the phone because it is habit. Yeah. That's why we wake up. We grab the phone and we do that. It's a habit mm -hmm. and it's a habit. We don't acknowledge that is just not conducive. So I have a rule, no social media An hour after I wake up, I try to do two hours, but my first hour, no social media at yeah. all. And before I go to sleep, no social media an hour. And on Sundays, no social media period. Mm. Social media feel less Sundays. Now I've been on TikTok on Sundays because I'm doing the self-love Sundays, but I kind of do my live and I'm done. But yeah. I don't post and on my Instagram, I delete the app because I just need that little rest away from it. That's how I create a new habit. So now, now in the morning, I don't feel the need to go straight to my phone. Even though it's still a habit, I pick it up and I'm just like, all right, I move the app icon as far back in the windows <laughs> so it's not because it's our first thing on our screen yeah you wake up and it's just click it's easy so if you make things less accessible to you you start to create a new habit i hear you talk a lot about what seems like self-discipline you know you said self-mastery but it's it's discipline of self because mm. it's telling yourself no to the things that you have already given yourself permission to do so many times before is now yeah. saying to yourself no you're not going to be able to do this. And, and that is a challenge for most of us. But like what you right. said, if we want to be better, if you want their small steps that you can take, you know, no today, yes, tomorrow, you know, you may be able to do it for an yeah. hour today or an hour later. So yes, I think those are excellent tips for those of us who but also want to that, break those habits. Huh? And also with self-discipline. So I learned something literally yesterday and I can't 
this is not me. I can't credit. I saw it on Instagram. It was this uh, Japanese dude. He was a life coach and he broke this down. And I think this is very relevant and it's so cool. He's like, because you know, Japanese, they don't have letters. They have characters. Yeah. And discipline and, you know, discipline is spelled one word here in English, but there it's two different characters. And when right. you separate those characters, it means make beautiful. Right. So this discipline is to make yourself beautiful. Discipline is to get more freedom. I work for myself. I don't have to wake up at six o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Nobody is telling me that. <laughs> yeah. I'm waking up and it's still dark. I'm gonna post it on my Instagram later because I, you know, I showed. I just want to show people. But it's discipline, and the reason why I do it is because discipline helps with freedom. That's what it does. It allows you more freedom. So I know. I run out of time in a day because I try to do too much. I got to work on that, right? Yeah. But if I wake up at six instead of nine, I've given myself three extra hours. Mm -hmm. And that's the discipline. And it sucks to wake out of that warm, comfy bed. It's dark. I want to go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah. But I force myself to get up. And then I'm like, you know what? Wow. I got my personal development and self-love routine out the way. I got the extra reading. In the third hour, I'm like, ooh, cool. I can do all my social media stuff so I don't have to rush it during the day. Come nine o'clock, it's like, okay, cool. I can get down to the real work. And then later on, I'm not feeling bad about not accomplishing something. My discipline has created freedom. And instead of discipline, and people really have a hard time with discipline, just think about it like this. Identity. It's identity, right? I created an identity that I'm the guy who wakes up early and gets shit done. I created an identity even here, yeah, it's taken, it's taken us a long time to get this happening, but I told you we were going to do it. Yeah. Even though I got busy, yeah. I knew I was going to do it eventually because mm -hmm. I don't want to, my identity isn't the flaky guy. My identity isn't the lie. My identity yes. is, if I say no, it's no. If I yes. say yes, I'm going to make it happen. So instead of discipline, it's like, who do you want to identify as? Yeah. Do you want to identify as the best friend? Well, are you there for your friends? What do you do? So yeah. you got to, my identity, because... You know, people take things personal when you come at them as a person, not just their ideals, not their beliefs, but when it's like you, yeah, you're a bad friend, you're yes. a bad woman, you're, yeah. a, you're a bad black person, whatever yes. you want to say, yeah, that hurts us. So if you create an identity that you can stand behind, it's like, you know what? I'm the person who follows through. I'm the person who goes for their dreams. I'm the okay. person who is selfless and is about my community. But that's part of your identity that becomes part of your rep. Now that's part of your narrative. And it makes it easier to be disciplined because that's who you are. Yeah. And I think something you said at the very start about how women personalize um, things in their relationships is like yeah. when you tell yourselves that you are all of these things because you know you are keeping your word, you're a keeper of your word, you, you know who mm -hmm. you're showing up as. And then someone rejects that. It's twofold. Sometimes a woman doesn't know who she is, so she doesn't stand in that true identity. Yeah, yeah. And then there are yeah. other times where she may have that identity, and then when she's rejected, she goes, well, she questions identity, because if I'm all that, then why did he leave? But a lot mm -hmm. of what you're saying, it's really about coming back to ourselves and knowing and committing to ourselves, because like you said, I'm not flaky, so it doesn't matter what anybody says. I know I keep my right. word. I know I'm going to yeah. show up. I know that I'm going to do what I do. Do you think that people run off to social media and these other things as a, a means of escape too? You know, they want to get away oh, from their life. Oh my God, you, you missed my live yesterday. I did that <laughs> about escape. Social media, binge watching TV shows, sex, porn, drugs, travel, 
a lot of people like I used to not date free spirited women, right? <laughs> like, I don't know, like I'm just going with it because it's like I'm trying to build a foundation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you might feel this way. This way, one way, you might feel yeah. like that. And I have friends who always travel. Like, no, it's different if you're traveling because of the joy it brings you. Yeah. Because of what you get to learn, what you're exposed to. But a lot of people travel because their day-to-day life and reality sucks. Yeah. It's simple. I travel. I can't wait. I was just in Australia for the holidays. I can't wait mm-hmm. to get back home because yeah. I love my day-to-day life. <laughs> yes. I love my routine. Mm-hmm. And then after a couple of months, I'm like, okay, I, I'm tired of doing the same thing. I yeah. need a break. I yeah. just go away for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. But I use it as a refueling. I use mm-hmm. my travel to refuel, to kind of open my mind. A lot of people use it to escape their reality, their yeah. community, their, their environment, themselves. Yeah. And you can't escape yourself. So it's easier to be distracted in this world. Yeah. It's so easy, but we cannot, and people got to get this, okay? We can never escape from ourselves because right. we're everywhere we go. Yeah. And that's the thing. So yeah. when you, people are strangers to themselves. We have forgotten the joys of being still, of being quiet and being alone. Silence is uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Being alone is very uncomfortable for a lot of people. Mm. it's because they're uncomfortable with themselves because they don't know themselves. I, I'm in a lovely relationship. I got no complaints, right? Yeah. Like, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? She get on my nerves sometimes, but it's all up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm real though, for real. Yeah. You know, I get on that nerves too. Yeah, right? yeah. But I love the three hours I wake up in the morning before my lady does. I love being by myself yes. and having that where you don't have to put somebody else or compromise. Mm-hmm. I find great joy in that. I love waking up before the sunrise when it's quiet with my journal, with my cup of tea, with my water, with my banana and protein bar, you know, all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. Because it's time for me yeah. because I, it demonstrates the love I have for myself and my philosophy on self-love is simple. Self-love is the best love. It's not selfish. The fact mm-hmm. is the more you love yourself, the better version of yourself you become. And yeah. I believe the things you love deserve the best version of you. If yeah. you love this person, they deserve the best version. If you love your kids, they deserve the best version. If you love your business, it deserves it. Your dreams, your goals. That cannot get that to you if your mental health is shit and if you don't love yourself. So yeah. you have to step away and refill yourself because like, if I didn't do my, I couldn't give what I'm giving to you right now. Yes. I couldn't do this if I didn't wake up early and get my head right and put off my other distractions inside. But I'm like, all right, cool. So everything I'm giving you, I'm able to give wholly. But if I was burnt out, I didn't spend time with myself, it just wouldn't work. And so that's kind of my philosophy on self-love and like, stop trying to escape your life, like handle your business, deal yeah. with it. Yeah. And Monty, as we close, if you, if someone is listening and they want to know, okay, how to get started, what was the number one tip that you would share to get started on this path of changing your life? All right. Intentionality, attention to intention. I read that in a book that, that part, I wish I'm trying to quote people, but I ain't trying to steal people's stuff. I, your attention <laughs> to your intention. Yeah. So often we don't do anything with any intention. We go to work because we work. We wake up because we wake up, right? We wear, I'm going to spend time with my wife. I'm going to spend time with my husband, my boyfriend, my kids. Cause that's what I do. Instead of saying, you know what? I've been busy. I'm going to spend intentional time with my kids. Cause yeah, I've been putting in work. I've been doing my thing, but I haven't gave them my full attention. So these three hours tonight, I'm going to leave work a little early. We're going to go out to you and they're going to have my full attention, right? You know what? I've been neglecting myself. I've been putting myself second. 
I'm going to go on a vacation for a couple of days. I'm going to go away for a whole day. I'm going to take a drive and I'm going to be by my damn self. I'm going to be off the phone. I feel lost. I don't feel like myself. And it's that intention. And on a practical level, you cannot have different if you don't do different. I had a conversation with my wife this morning. I was like, hey, what are you going to do different this year to do better than you did last year? For me, it's waking up at six rather than 730. I need those three extra hours. So it's something small for me, right? So for somebody else, what is something, what is a small habit that you can change mm-hmm. that don't mess up too much of your routine, yeah. right? Wake up 30 minutes early so you have 10 minutes to journal and 15 minutes to read. Do that. That could be something. Get off of work early so you can actually make it to the gym because you know you've been letting your health side. You know what? Drink only on the weekends rather than every day at home. You yeah. Just look at what you do naturally in your life. And really think about, is any of this helping me be better? And if it's not, it's too extreme to say, I'm going to change everything. I'm going to stop drinking. I'm going to work out. You can't. It's too much. So what is, what is your worst habit right now? I'm not drinking until April. Not that I drink too much, but I enjoy drinking. I enjoy a nice glass of whiskey or red wine, you Mm -hmm. know, you know, Mm -hmm. all back. And I enjoy that. So I'm saying, you know what? You're going to do this, this, and this. And then you're going to be able to earn the right to get back to drinking. I love red velvet cake. I got a sweet tooth like nobody's business. Yes. (laughs) I'm only allowed, I'm only allowed to have sweets on Sunday. I give myself, you know what? I'm going to go get my red velvet cake from this bakery around the corner. I love it. And that's my Sunday after I've worked out six times. So you just say, what do you love to do? Yes. And you use that. You discipline yourself and be like, you know what? I'm not going to drink every night. I'm, if, if I work out this many times, if I don't drink Monday through Friday, I can have a glass of wine Saturday. And it's those little things to where you reward yourself. And instead of watching more TV, go on YouTube. Just learn a new skill. You know what? What is this? What is this crypto stuff? Let me look at a video. Let me look at a video once a week. Or the best thing, the the simplest thing to round this out, self-love Sundays. I don't know what people's Sunday schedules are, right? You need to find one hour, just one, at the bare minimum. One hour a week. I say a day. If you can do a day, do a day. But one hour a week to do something so selfishly, so joyous, so you. This isn't on the phone. This isn't watching the show because you're not watching the show. You're not in touch with you when you're watching the show. You're zoned out. And even when we watch TV, we still on our phones scrolling. I'm talking about intentional time alone. Intentional time alone. One hour. Go for a nice walk. Go for a nice hike. Go for brunch. But I'm talking about something specific that you know what? I work hard. I've been going through a lot. I've been dealing with a lot. I need to do something for me. And if you do that, start off that one hour in a week. Hopefully you build up to one hour a day and then it becomes a part of your routine. And you find yourself loving yourself more, taking better care of your mental health and just overall better quality of life. Monty, I just want to tell you, thank you so much, so much for taking the time to chat with me. And thank you so much for sharing. I mean, this is something that I believe in too. And I still learned so much from you. And I saw some of the areas where I am not disciplined. Yeah, <laughs> just is. like hey. you said, I'm watching TV on my phone. Hey, hey, you just hey, hey just let me. So, it's, it's a it's a work in progress. That's all. So thank you so so much. I really appreciate it. You got it. You have a wonderful day. Thank you for having me. I'm glad we were finally able to connect. Thanks, Monty. Thanks for listening to the Conversations with Kathy podcast. If you would like to know more about me or how I help women who've been through a difficult relationship or breakup 
to gain clarity, learn to trust in themselves and to improve their overall outlook on life? Then visit my website at www.kathyannroach.com. I'd love to connect with you.